The Secret Key Podcast, Season 1, Episode 14. Hey, guys. Thanks for coming back. Um, after a week of no episodes, uh, I'm glad to be back. Uh, it's kind of weird, again, to to be uh, in front of the microphone. One, I won't deny that, to be to be quite honest with you. Uh, I was just like, man, what, what, like, how does this work again? And... Uh, Uh, what am I gonna be talking about, you know, like coming up with so many ideas, but uh, I finally thought about something to share with all of you, and uh, it's one of my biggest passions uh, throughout my whole life, and uh, you know about me doing video games, uh, traveling, but uh, what about sports? So you have some idea of what sport I'm gonna be talking about because I mentioned it in uh, previous episodes. Um, but today I want to tell you how I got into swimming. And the reason why I want to talk about swimming is because the other day, a friend of mine, uh, he was, t well, uh, it's a couple, and uh, the, this couple, these friends of mine, They, they were like, oh, we're going to, to go to the swimming pool and we're doing some laps. And uh, uh, this guy, he's uh, very, I would say, competitive in some form of way, you know. And, uh, and we challenge each other to, to go swimming. Little did he know uh, about me uh, being a competitive swimmer. And uh, we get into the swimming pool and uh, like he sees me do my first uh, 50, 50 meters and he's just shocked. And I, I confess to him, you know, well, I was a, a Paralympic swimmer. I was a very competitive swimmer. And he's just like, uh, there's no way, there's no chance. I'm gonna compete against you, you know. He was uh he was just getting back into swimming, so uh, he was not gonna he was not gonna follow my pace, of course. But how did I get into into swimming? Why why was such a big thing? Um, so when I when I was about five six years old, um, I went into this this uh, elementary school. And uh, when my, remember the story that I told you that uh, the principal was very rude to me because of the clothes and blah, blah, and my mom decided to change me uh, to another school. Uh, she looked for a, for a different school and this school had a swimming pool. And over here, my mom kind of used it as a motivation for me because she was like, it's a new school. It has a swimming pool, you know, and you'll be able to swim every week. And uh, I don't, before that, I don't remember going to swimming classes. And, uh, but my mom used it as a motivation. And she used to say that um, there were three things in life that you needed to know to how to do um, as, as basic activities. And one was um, swimming. The other one was uh, learning how to to use computers because in the 90s of course uh, computers were like getting a big boom right and uh, she also mentioned speaking English that those were the three main things that you had to learn in life uh, in order to be uh, 
competitive and to get a job and and to do things and swimming the main reason why swimming was important was because swimming grants you confidence and when you think about it it is very true uh the fact that you have to go into a swimsuit right uh that you have to go outside and like expose your your body in some form of way uh with these clothes that are very tight very very tight and sometimes they're not very flattering depending on the person right so it's it's a big thing and then getting into the water it's another challenge right i know a lot of people tell me like i don't like swimming because i'm afraid of like getting into the swimming pool and my fear is uh like my feet cannot touch the the floor and when i think about those things i in my mind there is no there's no such thing as that right but i guess because i faced that fear at a very young age so i get into this school and they tell you that each uh, once a week you have to go into the swimming pool and when i was five of course i was going into the into the swimming pool and but it was like the kids one right like the the, the shallow one And then as you start growing older, uh, like the, the school was telling you, you have to go into the deeper ones and they teach you all four styles, of course, like I learned um, uh, freestyle, backstroke, uh, breaststroke and, uh, and butterfly, which uh, is very interesting because butterfly is my favorite uh, stroke. And even though I have to do it with one arm, I always... It's the closest way I can feel I'm flying. And the reason it's because of the technique. Uh, when your arms come out of the water, uh, I don't know, there's something in there that makes me feel like, wow, you know, like if I was a superhero, probably I'm doing the technique wrong or something, you know. I, I like even after so many years of uh, doing uh, a sport, you never master it. You some There's always room for improvement, right? Um so uh we get into into the classes i start learning the techniques and every i think it was twice a year or once a year but the school forced all uh each class uh to compete there was a swimming competition and uh imagine the stress of that you know like Uh, it was a big thing for the school. The school would invite parents and parents would be on the on the side watching their kids uh, swim uh, against each other. And for some people, swimming was just like, oh, geez, I have to do this, this shitty thing and just get over it. Right. Because at the end of the day, it was considered part of your grades. And uh, if you... If I didn't mention it earlier, uh, when I was in school, I was always the kid that had like almost the perfect score each year. Yeah, I was kind of a nerd. I was not a person that did study a lot. Like my my brain used to grasp everything and I would I would just uh, hold to it and I would be like doing great at school during during uh, those years. Um, so i i didn't want to fail a class like i always felt that stress of like oh uh, i cannot get like 
a score of under a nine um, from a scale from one to ten, right? And uh, and it's funny because my parents never forced us uh, to to be the best. Like they they never were like, oh my god, you got an eight, or n they were never that way. Of course, they would talk to you uh, if you had a bad grade, but like they would not like be yelling at you, or at least I don't remember that. And uh, I mean, I I never got that because I was always like like the 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 nerdiest of, of my of my brothers and myself so uh every year you have to do the 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 competition and I absolutely hated it because I hated being in front of everyone and imagine when you go into the into the edge of the pool and you have to jump into the pool and swim as fast as you can And in that school, I was the only kid with a disability. I don't remember growing up with anybody else that had a disability. Like most people were fine. Probably somebody got into a wheelchair, but then like after a couple of months, they would be fine or use a cast, but never, never anything else, you know? So I had to push myself very hard. And I remember when I was in the in each competition, my mom would yell so hard to me. And uh, I can even hear it right now in my mind now that I'm thinking about it. And uh, she would be like, go on, Sergio, even before the the competition starts. And it's horrible because when they when they're like on your marks, set, and then the whistle, uh, you, you hear the sound of the whistle. Those three seconds are so stressful because uh, if you jump before the whistle starts, uh, you get disqualified uh, because that's considered cheating. Uh, there are some other rules, like uh, for those who do not know, the swimming pool has some flags on top of, uh, of the pool. And those flags indicate when you're swimming on backstroke, how far you're uh, from the wall. Uh, but also they indicate that uh, when you're competitive, you have to swim and get a little bit farther from the flags, but way earlier from halfway through the pool. And the main reason of that is because if you go underwater, you're avoiding turbulence and it's considered cheating because you're not swimming at all. You're just avoiding all the trouble that it's at the surface of the water, right? So getting into those seconds was so stressful. It was the worst nightmare I could get. And I remember every single time that I was doing that thing, every single time, uh, they, they, you would hear everybody cheering each, uh, each kid on the, uh, on their lane, right? And uh, I remember the the important thing to me was just like not to drown, and the other thing was just to finish it, but not be the last one. Because for me, it was always embarrassing to be the last person, you know? When you're watching the Olympics or any competition, and especially in swimming, and you're like watching the last person get into it, you just feel bad. You're like, oh man, that person uh, just came last. And you, you don't want that feeling from somebody else. You don't want somebody else to feel like bad for you, you know? Even though you're doing your best. And... There was one competition that I won. Uh, I got in first place. And Jesus Christ, my mom was the happiest 
camper over there, you know, like she, Jesus Christ, <laughs> oh my God, just the fact that I can remember it, I think she was even crying, she took so many pictures when the award ceremony started, that I think that picture is still hanged uh, on her house, which is crazy to me, because uh, it's a very old, old uh, picture, I was about seven years old when I got the first uh gold medal and from there I started doing uh competitions right uh there was a teacher that told my my parents like hey Sergio is such a great uh swimmer like he has a great technique and speed that uh why don't you enroll him in into the Olympics you know like he could be he could go into Sydney 2000 and at that time I was not interested I was because there was a lot of pressure uh the the gym where the pool was was way far from where we used to live and i was like not interested because by that time i i thought my parents saw me more as like a sportsman and i didn't want to be a sportsman i wanted to be uh an engineer and uh time passed and i was something that i do enjoy is watching the olympics so when the when the London Olympics happened, I I was watching the the swimming competitions, and I was wondering like why why did I quit? You know why why even though I continued practice swimming, why did I not continue uh, competing? You know I was pretty good at what I was doing, or at least what that's what a lot of people was telling me. So I went back to swimming when I was in college. And uh, and I remember the 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 first thing that I I did was, um, hey, uh, I want to I want to compete, uh, and they were like, well, you've been out of shape of swimming because I was not swimming at all for quite some time, and uh, you have to get back into that, uh, you know, like that uh, that way of. Uh, yeah, that to build your body into it, right? So I was like, okay, fine, whatever. And uh, for the first month, I was like, kind of like in the beginner's role of like building up again, your strength, your breathing, everything, right? And <laughs> uh, the, the, the instructor at that time told me like, you're pretty good at it, even though you have like right now your speed is good but it's not at the best that you can do i can see why you want to compete and she believed in me so she moved me from from the starters again to to uh, to the masters and over there i was like training and training and i got into the swimming team of that uh, of that swimming pool and i went back into the competitions but there was something that i i still wanted to do and was uh, going to the Olympics, so I moved to the to the U.S. and but before moving into the U.S., I I had a coach that he told me, hey, I know somebody inside that um, that trains the Paralympics. Are you interested? And I said, yeah, but I'm moving to the states. And he was like, that's totally fine. As long as you can swim over there, and uh, you're interested, that person will 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 be fine. So I go into the States, I continue training, and then the time comes for me to meet that coach that uh, that was training the Paralympics. So I go back to Mexico, I try to meet this person, and it was just brutal, because this guy saw me, 
And uh, I was not like thin, you know, I was not lean muscle. I, 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 I was a little bit overweight, yes. And uh, he he asked me to to get into my into my swimsuit, and when he looks at my body, he's like, uh, "I don't think you're ready," you know. And I was so pissed off, but he looked at me. I uh, no no no. I remember I told him, "Hey, I traveled all the way from the states here just for you to to just deny it. Like, come on, dude. Like." give me a chance to prove myself and he's like okay fine go go ahead and and do it and he tests me and when he sees my times he's shocked and he's like you know what you're pretty good for your for for where you are right now uh the next olympics were brazil they were rio and he was like you have three more years to train and I think you can actually uh, pull uh, an Olympic record. Like, you're pretty fast. We just need you to, to get into a better shape. But within three years, I think it's very doable. So I started getting into that. But then my, my while doing the competitions, they told me, like, you have to go to the Pan Americans. And uh, if you don't do it, you'll be disqualified from the Olympics. So... I asked my my job at that time, hey, I need to travel because I need to do this competition. It, it's a very important thing for me. And my job was like, uh, we're not going to allow that. So I was like, what's more important, a competition or or my job? So I decided to keep my job, right? And I, I told my, my coach, my coach was pretty pissed and I left. Then the Olympics of Rio happened. I was still swimming, but no longer with this coach because he, he in some form of way felt betrayed when in reality it was never that my intention. So the Olympics of Rio happen, I still train. And, uh, and then I think, well, you know what? I want to do Tokyo. But because I'm no longer in Mexico, I want to see if I can get into the U.S. team. And I reach out to the U.S. team and they... And they're totally fine with me applying for it, right? So I start doing uh, the the trials and I start like training and doing everything by myself. But then I changed companies and my job was really demanding that it was really hard to keep up with the training. I was like, this is not going to work for me, you know? Um, you know, it's when you when you're training at that level, you're training for like five, six hours and Imagine if you have to work for eight hours and then you have to train for six, you know, even though it's split between three and three or like two, two and two, it's just hard. It's very hard. And I gave up. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do, I'm not going to do this thing because I'm no longer, uh, I wouldn't say interested, but I definitely, I'm not at that moment in life where, where I can sacrifice things. I don't want to to repeat this. So I gave up and I, I, I stopped doing it, uh, which is interesting because sometimes I do regret about not trying. Well, not, not, not trying, but not continuing, right? So I, I gave up. And when I swim, sometimes I think, man, I should have continued. But then some other part of myself thinks about it and it's like, well, you know what, you know what it takes to do it. And 
you are not willing to do it. It's not that you can't, it's just you, you don't want to sacrifice things. And now that I have built a family and it, you're, you're doing your, the best you can to balance everything, it's when you start evaluating things and be like, well, what is it more important to just grab a medal or some sort of honor and sacrifice the rest of what I've built or that I care more? And it's a balance, right? I, can, I can't find it. But even though I still am interested in competing and doing more like regional stuff, not like worldwide stuff, I, I think about those days and I think, well, you know what? I'm going to just take that pride on myself and, and I really assure myself that even though I didn't win those competitions or that I didn't go to those competitions, I still tried to do my best. And for that, I have to take pride on myself because I have a thing in me that it's very personal that I enjoy doing and that I know I'm good at, right? And you're probably wondering, like, what's the point of this story? The point of this story is, what is your talent? Have you found one? Or have you tried something new to discover if that thing is your talent? And have you regret something with that talent? Have you regret not doing something more or something less? You know, it could be the total opposite. Yesterday I was reading uh, a story about a woman that um, she was pretty good at like cooking, but she didn't like cooking and she didn't, uh, she never like uh, actually wrote the recipes. Like she just needed to feel the ingredients and she would know how, how it was balanced and like how the food would like taste and like how amazing it would be. And uh, when I read it, I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. And then later on, she she described that she never liked cooking, that she was just good at it. And then one day when her family was struggling, she she decided to go into food. And now she's building her own restaurant and even writing a book about her recipes, because some of her recipes have um, have improved people's life. Because she, she tries to do her food uh, in a certain way that it's uh, it can be eaten by anyone. doesn't matter if you have any type of disease or condition or uh, if you're rich or poor. Like she tries to find the best ingredients that could be um, accessible to everyone, right? And uh, when I read it, I was like, wow, like have we all considered like being good at something and just dropping it out or just like putting it on the side because we don't want to do it or because we don't think we're good at it or because maybe just we're not interested. Have you thought about that? Have you encountered something like that in your life that when you when you actually see it, it's like, well, I'm really, I'm really decent at this. Maybe I should dedicate myself at it, you know? And have you regret about some of your life choices regarding that. Think about it, you know? Think about um, what are you really good at? It doesn't need to be just 
a sport or you know like uh, if you're good at math or it can be anything from dancing uh, to writing to talking you know I'm not good at talking like you can tell that I don't feel that uh, uh, that uh, I'm really great at communicating things but I try to communicate things to inspire and that's why I came here right to this podcast and that's another thing right so have you had that type of experience have you ever found something about it and uh, are you willing to try something new maybe you're pretty good at I don't know boxing and you have never tried it why don't you give it a chance you know just one class just give it one go and see maybe you are pretty good at that and you haven't discovered it anyway thanks again for for listening to to this episode i really appreciate uh all of you sticking together it's really amazing um again please follow us on our social media skp underscore podcast on instagram And I hope to see you guys on the next one. (laughs) Bye.